Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Millennial Movie Talk, episode 55. I'm your host, Alex. I'm joined with, as always, Braden Dixon. Hello. How is everybody? Michael Herman. Yeah. Definitely not the right order. Steph Rillo. Hello. <laughs> and then special guest, welcome from Hack the Dino. Smack that rhino. Dan McGuinness. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Woo. Ooh, friend of the show, Dan. Uh, how how are you doing today, Dan? How is everything going on? It's all right. I work today. Um, I rode home in the rain, and my four hundred dollar rain gear got a leak, and I had a big splotch mark on the front of my top when I got home. Um, that sounds like an eventful day. Yeah, I felt like a failure. <laughs> <laughs> I also work today. Oh, how was work, Alex? How's uh, yeah, it's work so out there with the crazy people? Yeah, they're crazy as always, man. What were they? What you have? Do you have a crazy example? Uh, yeah, some, anything weird a, today? A lady coughed on one of my employee. Uh, not one of my employees. One of the people I work with. Your work, oh, that's uh, that's so faux pas these days. <laughs> like, did she purposely like cough on? I'm like, not too sure what it was, but uh, you know, other than that, just old old people having to learn to use self serve, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> because Although, no one like, it's pretty good, really. SA, like, is this the fifth day or something without any COVID cases? Yeah, for us, it's actually going all right for the moment, but uh, people are still dumb. Yeah, no, very. Well, that's that the pandemic or not, that is the case. I mean, yes. did you see that Sydney opened up Bondi again? Jesus did Christ, Lord. yeah, why? Good oh, Lord, people were there. I think, like, um, of course, people yeah, are going to be there. All of Queensland opened up, I think, like to restaurants and stuff. Jesus. It's insane. That's, that's dumb. All right. Well, uh, I reckon uh, starting off uh, the show this week, since we've got a wonderful special guest here, Dan, why don't you uh, share a bit about yourself? What sort of movies are you into? What's your sort of likes and dislikes? What's your jam? Yeah, what is my jam? Um, so my name is Dan McGuinness. Uh, for work, I do a couple of things. I am an, a co-owner of Greenlight Comics in the city uh, of Adelaide. Um, I also am a children's book illustrator, mostly for Scholastic, uh, doing pictures and stuff. Um, and what else do I do? Oh, and I also do Hat the Dino, which is like an online um, a video game thing like what we're doing now, but instead of movies, it's video games. Yeah. Brayden is part of that. And what movies do I like? Um, so I am an indulgent movie watcher. I like the stuff like, you know, the Marvel films. Um, I like special effects things. I love horror um, what else do I love? Uh, but I, that's not to say that's just all I like. I also love animation. Um, I love uh, anime, Japanese animation. Um, I love all sorts of kind of films. But yeah, my 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 when I sit down and watch a film, I always just want it to be like a, a blockbuster, special effects, fast and avenging furiously. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love a bit of Fast and Furious. Do you have, do you have a top you, five films? Hit all the keywords oh, there. You can't that ask now. someone that. Oh, I can't. It's better top, than my, my top. My top five. Yeah. Uh, oh man, it's um, better than asking for one. Definitely, Fight That's Club good. would be in there probably. Um, I mean, that is not any of the things I just described. Gritty <laughs> <laughs> um, dark comedy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, um, I would probably say, like, as, as far as animation goes, it's hard for me to pin down an animation, um, but. Yeah, I'd have to go like Ghibli movies, like probably like Spirited Away or Pompoco is one of my favourites. Um, I really like um, uh, Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, I love Nightmare on, on Elm Street 3. Um, the best one. <laughs> the yeah, best it, one. It really is the best one, hey. Like, it, 
Hands down. You can't argue with that. Oh, could go West Craven's New Nightmare if you really wanted to dabble around. What's your favourite? Um, but you have to have that, that the backstory of the other ones before you can yeah, true. New Nightmare anyway. Um, yeah, apart from that, uh, I went to film school. Um, I got a certificate in film, whatever that's called back then, about probably 20 years ago. <laughs> I was going to uh, say, that's the other key element to actually having Dan on the show is that, Dan, you're, you're a child of the 80s. No, I was born in the 70s. Oh, well, I mean, like, you were a kid in the 80s yeah. is what I meant. I was yeah. trying to be nice. He was a product of the 70s. Yeah, I was a product of free love. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I went to film school. Then I um, I worked at the film school for a while. I went back and uh, not taught but was more like the technical officer guy of editing and stuff like that. Then I uh, worked on for the South Australian Film Corporation for a while and on some feature films, two films, until I quit because I hated that business. Um <laughs> I worked on a film called Lucky Miles. Do you guys remember that Australian film about uh, um, refugees? I'm going to do a quick googly. Uh, I was yeah. going to say, I remember I when you were telling me about this. Uh, it would have been late last year, maybe, I think. Yeah, when but you, I quit. You showed I, quit me this. I actually had to go do something halfway through and had to quit halfway through filming on that one. Um, the one I stuck through all the way to the end was called Deck Dogs, that, had Tony, <laughs> that had, was filmed in Adelaide and Sydney, it had Tony Hawk in it. That's right. <laughs> Jesus. But I think yeah. I, I made the credits in that one. Nice. But yeah. I don't think I made the other one because I bailed out on them like so harshly <laughs> that they said I'd never work in that industry again and I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that <Damn> was right. <laughs> but anyhow, that's my film knowledge. Apart from that, I love film. Um, I love editing. I've always been an editor. I worked as a film, uh, wedding editor for a while, <laughs> for, for about two years, wow. uh, doing Catholic weddings. Uh, it's a big change, into, yeah. big change of pace from uh, the, uh, oh, the then twist into uh, skateboard videos. Yeah, well, yeah. I, and also, yeah, I've, I've, I've run a whole bunch of skateboarding companies where we made skateboard videos and that's where my, uh, my, well, that's where my editing blossomed. That's when I first started <laughs> getting into it. But, yeah, uh, editing, editing like the wedding videos was soul-destroying. But as a kid, you know, that was like – you know, living week to week, week, living weekend to weekend just to get alcohol money, like 600 bucks a day was pretty good for me, that kind of thing. Damn straight. Well, yeah. with, with, I work one day a week. Yeah. <laughs> I have a few questions about your, uh, the film school and all that um, yeah, yeah. And, and working in actual like professional film. Um, what was the reason that made you leave if you don't mind me asking? Was it the people? Was it the work? Because um, It was the hours you had to put in for no money. Uh, yeah. A lot of it was like they just expect you to work like very hard for nothing, and I understand that. But I didn't, I couldn't grasp the idea that that you had to do that. Like that was just this standard that had come in through greedy people wanting people to work for free that has somehow become yeah. the standard, and it annoyed me so much. Also, at the time, like I had to choose between a girl and a film, and I chose a girl. <laughs> Um, which is my wife now. So, hell yeah. There you go. Let's talk that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I grew away from it, but I do love film. I'll talk. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, for me, one of the big things was the reason why I didn't follow, I didn't follow up any of the film school stuff was cause, um, yeah, the people really, uh, the a lot of them, they're horrible. Hmm. And from what I've heard, a lot of them are like that. Um, yeah, they, they will cut you. And they will backstab you for anything. Really? It yeah, it's unfortunate. It's because it's such a cutthroat business with hardly any pay. That mm. it's all about 
either reputation or power or anything like that and you go against that in any way you just flick yeah and I'm, like, I'm not like that. So I, that was when I just went, this, I can't do this. Yeah. It's, it's also kind of, yeah. One of the reasons I ducked out. It's just, if you're nice, you just get destroyed mm. and trodden all over and you have to be so brutal and like you have to put in so, you have to be so cutthroat for your, for your ideas to get in. You have to basically fuck someone else over to get your stuff through. It's, it's a, but in other words, I'm sure other people have had really good experiences. Like yeah. walk, walked in, got a script done, met all the best people in the world and then like drank well, martinis the rest of their life. It's just one side of a coin, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, like any industry, you've got mm. all sorts of varying mm. styles and types of people and some people get super lucky and have really pleasant experiences. Some people get unlucky and have unpleasant experiences. Mm. But-, but let's not beat around the bush. I shot myself in the foot. I quit a, a thing halfway through. Like uh, I, I, uh, yeah. If they're watching this, they'd be like, but you left. Yeah, I did. I left. It's it like, <laughs> no, I did leave. I chose to leave. Well, they oh, were yeah. like, the, 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 when I got the job, they were like, you'll work in Adelaide. You're, um, you're like found props. You'll go out and find all these things. You'll make stuff. And I did all that. And then they're like, oh, you got to go. Oh, you have to go away for eight weeks and live in Australian outback in the heat in a caravan. I'm like, what do you mean? And they go, well, that's what you have to do. We need you to do that. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. And they're like, well, and that's when I kind of bailed. They gave me an ultimatum of like, do this thing that we said you weren't going to do. We promised you wouldn't. Cause I said, I don't want to work out of Adelaide. I've got stuff to do. Yeah. And then they said, yeah, you have to go like to the outback to. Right. Yeah. yeah. See you. <laughs> they, they don't care. They just like, you'll yeah. do that. Just well, expecting you to drop everything and hmm. roll over. They'll say what you want to hear until time comes. Yeah. And then. But anyhow, we, we, let's talk about the best part of films, watching yeah. them. Oh. <laughs> Honest to God. Very true. Very true. Um, <laughs> yeah. the, the best part of films is actually not having to do any of the work and just sitting there and enjoying it. Exactly. Yeah. Critiquing them. <laughs> That's yeah. much more fun. Yeah, looking at other people's hard work, knowing <laughs> how hard it is, and then giving them shit for it. <laughs> I made, look, look, I made a short film in film school, and I was like, geez, even that was like hard. And I was just like, you know what? This, all these people that make these multi million dollar blockbusters that shit on some of them. Ooh, I mean, <laughs> have you, um, is your, uh, is your film school film on the interwebs? No, I made sure it never got seen. My, I've got mine on a DVD. Have I fully watched yeah, it? Fully yeah, of course. It. I had to. I had to. I edited it. I have to. I had to fully watch it. Yeah, How many did you get? Is that the one I helped with? Yeah, like probably. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. Oh. Um, yeah, this one was god awful. Um, and it was, you know, I don't want to say it was a mixture of the people that we decided to work with. There was three directors. That that's how it went. We had to do it in groups of three, and everyone had to share writing, directing, and thing. And we had to. And the minimum, <laughs> and it was it was a minimum group of three. So me and this other guy, we we've been working together throughout the whole film school, and uh, we had a clear vision. We knew what we wanted to do, but because it was a minimum of three, we had to get this other person who. And you got a donkey. Yeah, it went out of his way to make it hard. It was uh, we need to get this shot, and he's like, "No, no, I've already got it. It's fine." Then we went to editing, and he didn't have it. <laughs> What a, what a champion. Yeah. It's exactly what I'm thinking of. He didn't want to get all those like little little shots to like, you know. I, we needed, in. you know, when you need your close-ups, your cut-ins, your reverse shots, you know. Well, this, your, this boy went to film school. You, you need all <laughs> of them. And he just didn't understand that. He just wanted to get it done fast and it wasn't, and it didn't work. Yeah. How long was your film? How many uh, minutes did you have to do? It was 19 in the end. Um, oh, that's a lot for a. 
a student film. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it just, you know, whatever. When it, I did, when I did film school. Back in the day. Uh, Alfred, <laughs> we had to do it on Super 8. Hell yeah. I love that. Uh, we had like, our first film we had to do, you had to film it and then we had to send it to, to Sweden to get processed. What? And oh, so many wow. people's films came back with us nothing. Cause like yeah. those cameras are crap. <laughs> like, oh my God. Then, uh, so yeah, unreliable. Yeah, and I well, think, I mean, it was in that age of DV, but our first project was you had to do it on super eight and like, it was oh. pretty crazy. And, and what made that film that we made harder was that the story idea for it, we actually didn't write ourselves. What it was, was it was short stories that we wrote the year before. Oh. And we had to choose those ones and then make it into like a, a short a short drama, he called them. Nice. I guess. But um, yeah. Right. That, so they, they had to take something from before you'd continued learning. Yeah. And then force you to deal with whatever you yep. did back then. Yep, in term two, in term two of year one, out of year well, two. Well, it makes sense. It's like as a director, you might get a script that isn't super good, and you try yeah. to make the best out of it. I mean, it's fine. Like you're not going to come out of film school with like you're not well, going to yeah, you're not going to experience. Kevin Smith or whatever that Tarantino, Tarantino, Kevin Smith one yeah. that they go to where they come out with those films. And uh, I feel like, but the more fun I had, and the ones I liked, and the ones that I thought turned out actually alright were the ones that I had worked on myself. Like I, I had the vision cause I wrote it. So. <clears throat> yeah. So you know what you're actually trying to achieve. I'm not, sure, one of them. <laughs> I'm not sure if we've ever mentioned how that was where we met Alex. Film school. Yeah, it was. You, when you, you bailed in term one. Hell yeah. <laughs> I did like six weeks. Really? Yeah. 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 Six weeks. And I was like, cool. Not for me. Bye-bye. Really? Yeah. Why? What, what did you find? What did you find so offensive about film school? No, I think. Do you prefer to do maths and physics? <laughs> Hell no. I prefer to just work. Um, I did. Uh, I, how's that I going? Made, I made it a gap year. <laughs> well, not good now, but uh, yeah, it was a hundred percent just like, it was just a combination of the people and so, how it was going. I was just like, can I, can I, can I interject here? Did you say you would rather work and then you went and applied and you're currently doing a degree in creative writing? <laughs> well, it's a Bachelor of Arts, thank you. That's what I'm saying. Now it. Creative writing, where are you doing that? Uni SA, my man. Which one's that? Is that the one in the city? That's the blue one. <laughs> yeah, right. They've got a campus in the city. There's also one at McGill. Yeah. I don't know. There's two campuses in the city. It's two in the, the main, city. It's not the main uni with the uni bar. No, that's, no that's Adelaide Uni. Right? Yeah, that's Adelaide. I never went to uni, so you can tell. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> ah, percent. Uh, do we want to get into a question topic, or do we want to get into what we've been watching? Because uh, we've got plenty you, to talk about in there. I've got, I've got, a lot, I've got a little uh, segment that we missed last week, and that Alex Ooh. brought back this week. Oh, okay. Iso buys. ISO buyers. Yep, yeah, is Alex just buys a bunch of shit. Oh, okay. all right. Alex I'll spending his hard earned cash. And last last episode of ISO buyers, Alex bought Frozen Two, The Rise of Skywalker, um, Jojo Rabbit, and uh, yeah, I think that's it. This week we've got 1917. Oh, nice. Uh, the Little Women that aren't that little. <laughs> Still mad about that? Yeah, they're yeah. really old, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, no, they're not little at all. It's annoying. Uh, Jumanji three. 
What? Jumanji 2. It's Jumanji 3. 3. Can we... (laughs) What about Zarath? What was it called? Zathura. Isn't that Jumanji 2? It could be. They're in the same universe. Yeah. So so Jumanji, the new one that came out last year, was the Oh, I can't wait for Jumanji Endgame when those Zathura characters come in. (laughs) And they CGI Robin Williams back. Oh, oh, de-age him a little bit. Uh, I don't have to de-age him a fair bit. True. <laughs> and put skin uh, back on him. <laughs> uh, Graves film ever made, Steph? Not really. Uh, what is it? Up, I mean, it's pretty good. Pretty the good Gents. Movie. The Gentleman. Hey, is that? I can't. I don't know that film. Is that? Was that that's, Goldblum on the very left? No, that's Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hunnam, Henry Golding, uh, Hugh Grant and Colin Farrell. That may be the sexiest film I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's beyond, it is just like beyond anything. And it's Guy Ritchie directed it, which is very cool as well. I've got um, a massive, uh, massive soft spot for um, 90s rom-coms as well. Okay. I, yeah. I mean, with me, with Meg, Meg Ryan. That's where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> that lady is so funny. And then I just got the Bad Boys films because the newest one came out. Yeah, sure. Just get them all again. Yeah. Again, I don't even have this one. Is that one at the very front? Like one of those brown, what were those brown, like when Blu-ray lost that, that oh, Blu-ray no, one? No, these are 4Ks, Dan. Oh, is that brown or black? It's black. Black. Oh. What were the brown ones called? Remember no, that? Was, were they red? Red, no, they were HD when, or whatever. Yeah, they were like Blu-ray and the other one were battling. And yeah, like, Blu-ray ones. But yeah, the, the Blu-ray was like blue edging and the other ones were brown. I'm like, no wonder you lost. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> brown for your branding. And that was what Alex wasted his money on this week. Have you watched Very any nice, of them? Alex. Yeah, I watched Bad Boys. Yeah, I watched, I watched that a couple of weeks ago. Mark Lowry. Did you like Bad Boys 3? Oh, I haven't seen number three. I've only oh, seen the first say, one. Number three is my favourite out of the, all three. Oh, I heard it was like useless. I, I mean, two is not great. Yeah. It was interesting at the time because it just, it stayed in the um, in the box office, like top five for it's, it's the highest grossing movie of the year so far. What is, what is? <laughs> Bad Boys 3. It's because it costs 40 bucks to make. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Will Smith took a two million dollar pay cut. Honestly, yeah. it would be Sonic, but Sonic came out a little bit too late, and then it lost. It didn't get anything from China. I enjoyed Sonic. Yeah, Sonic was fun. But that was bit fun. where Eggman dances was the best scene in the whole film. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was. Yeah, I mean, and he yells yeah. at that dude like, "Cause I love how you wake the latte." No, like, that was honestly, amazing. Should, it's the tales revealed that that did it for me in the end. <laughs> Yeah, that was kind of after the film, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. I didn't care about the rest of the movie. That's like now. that's like saying, "Oh man, the Avengers film was great. The best part was after the credits." <laughs> I loved it. Like, yeah, I never But Nick Fury, Fury rocked up in the end. Of- <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sold on Iron Man at all until yeah. mid credits. Actually, no, the Samuel Avengers one showed up. It's like you know what, the Avengers was great, but when they ate a shawarma at the end, that's when it became a movie. <laughs> yeah, that cinema. was a good one. That was, that was cinema. <laughs> um, I reckon with that, we'll go into uh, what we've been watching. What have you been watching? Um, well, do we want to start off with my little segment of that? Oh yeah. I think yeah. you guys will be interested in this. Uh, so, spooky, scary segment. Music we've oh. got in here. Spooky, scary skeletons and shivers down your spine. 
Done. Um, so, for... This what? Week. That's done in post? <laughs> well, I mean, normally... When, do, you, do you know how annoying it is from going for the last couple months of having everything go live till now where nothing's live and it just feels so... Oh, yeah, so normally when we record, like, together in a room, we all sit around and we've got the music, like, and the sound effects and stuff all with so us. We can all dance along to the music, intro music as it's going and everything. And now it's like, oh, cool, now it's on Zoom. It's like, oh, well, I've got to cut this well, in afterwards. It's annoying we all spent we have a 900 dollars mixer right next to me here and not using it they're collecting dust i'll yeah. use it <laughs> dan will find a use for it dan you've basically got the same use with all your um stream decks yeah man i got all the mine. sound effects I got, and stuff. I, got, I got one here i got one here <laughs> <laughs> none of them are, this one's on but yeah, none of the sounds. Only I can only us, I can hear shame. them. So like my inner monologue, I can do sound effects myself. Just <laughs> so if at any point in time, Dan just starts giggling to himself. That's what it is. <laughs> um, my Tim Allen one. <laughs> um, so this week, uh, I decided to go back even further than uh, when I went back the other week to uh, Halloween. Uh, I went back as far as. 1974. Do we have to guess what the film it is? Oh, I, I mean, the box. yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> uh, it's not a whole lot. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh my God. Haven't I been trying to get you Don't get too excited. Don't get too excited. As soon as Dude, the, the, the second one is a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have heard. Is that, that the one with McConaughey? <laughs> it's the one with, the, uh, uh, what's his name? It was in Speed, the bad guy. What's that guy's name? Yeah. Dennis Hopper. Uh, Dennis Hopper. As, yeah, it's weird. doesn't matter. McConaughey's we don't, like a real young McConaughey. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, no, there was a remake with Renee Zellweger and Matthew McConaughey, I think. Or number three, maybe. It was something like that. I know he's in one of them. You know, we've, we've pulled it away from Brain. Brain, talk about your funny film. <laughs> Bless. Oh, so I had no idea what to really expect going into this. The only thing I knew was that there's a guy who chases them with a chainsaw and that it was made in the 70s. And that's kind of exactly what I got. Um, <laughs> I how mean, good? It's in, it's in the title. So. Yeah. How good is the hitchhiker at the start? Oh, my. So, like, when the film started and it, it has this, like, pre-opening credits, like, like cutting in and, like, like coming out from this horrific like body horror style like thing that they've done in the cemetery and like with a radio news report going and I was just like this is fucked like this is <laughs> this is like I'm so like grossed out already like I do not want this and then after the opening credits it just cut to these like 70s hippies like traveling in their van and it's just, like this is a weird turn. Like, okay. And then all of a sudden, yeah, they're like, oh, the hitchhiker. And they don't show the hitchhiker at first. They're just saying that he's up the road. And they're like, oh, should we get him? It's like, oh, no, I don't like the look of him. I don't know. No, you look scary. He looks weird. And they're like, no, we'll pick him up. And then the second it actually shows him, it's like, oh, this guy's Fuck. <laughs> yeah, he's a great. He's one of the greatest characters of all time, and yeah. he's basically just in the second one. They just did the same scene in the opening. Oh, really? <laughs> if, if I remember properly, like, amazing. You know um, who I always found annoying in that movie? The guy in the wheelchair, Sally's no. brother. That's amazing. The, the, uh, the great Franklin. grandpa. Franklin. Oh no, not grandpa. No, the no, 
Yeah, oh. the, the disabled oh, guy. All the time. Yeah, it was a bit. It it was a bit weird. Like I, I've never seen it. I feel nor have I. All right, we'll we'll glaze over it. Yeah, Basically. I was gonna say. <laughs> I don't care about spoilers. There is there is there's two it. scenes. The one that Braden said, the way, uh, as in or the one I yeah, brought the up, opening, the hitchhiker, yeah. and then there's like the scene with the grandpa, which you think is a corpse the whole time at the table, and then they put her finger fingers into his mouth and he just starts sucking her fingers a corpse he thought was dead and they thought you just set up you know like an old dead man and he just starts yep. sucking her fingers and it's it like gross. which was it, it made it even worse that that other girl uh, was it the other girl or was it the same girl like found them up in the attic beforehand and like they were basically just dead like they looked like corpses so the entire time you think it's a corpse and then yeah. they cut her finger and put it in the guy's mouth <laughs> Brayden, what did you think of like the the idea of it? Because like I've always found the thing that I like about Texas Chainsaw Massacre is it doesn't really have I don't know about a score. I mean, I haven't seen it in a while, but like the sounds, it just sounds very like raw and gritty. Like my, oh. the scene that always gets me when she's running out and he just sort of like comes out and he just picks her up and she's like kicking and screaming and he picks her yeah. up with, like such ease in um, like that dingy little house. Yeah, it was very like yeah, I hundred percent understand what you mean. Where it's like there, I now that I think about it, I can't remember any music in this film. It backing anything at all because all of the sounds that you hear and everything are all like just creepy weird sounds that they yeah. just add in for flavor like flavor yeah it was just like it, it, it honestly it made it oh, just like no. really oh yeah it was it was really gross and uh i i did i, I, I then i realized like oh it's kind of like Leatherface, like i is, I think this is Leatherface at least. Yeah. Where like he's yeah. wearing like the, the skin mask and the leathery face. Yeah. It's, it's actually Leatherface. Leather. Leatherface, <laughs> leather um, the budget yeah. version. That's number two. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just like how, like, how, I mean, obviously, like it's it's very scary in the sense of like, and I imagine at the time it was terrifying and also hilarious for some people because it's a hundred percent the kind of thing where it's like, it's just these really weird fucked up people. I don't think it would have been hilarious to many people at the time. Hey, like it would have been because oh, that, time- was, that was cinema at the time. And it's when was evil dead made? Does anyone know what year that one was? Oh, I'm that, dead. That was. I'll, see I'll, I'll Google it. The OG Evil Evil Dead. Yes, right? Steph, do, do the job you were originally hired. Eighty-one. Eighty-one. So that's like yeah, yeah that's like. How I was going to say before? that that's over five years later. Yeah, so I reckon yeah, Texas Chainsaw will be like one of the the bridging ones of the slasher <laughs> films. Like I was going to say, as I was not watching the, it, yeah, there's no I, monsters. There's no monsters in it. They're just horrible people. Yeah, it's just a big scary dude, and then their weird fucked up family like yeah i thought it was i thought it that, that was my thought halfway through i was like this is this is like a slasher film i think this might be like the earliest slasher film that i can think of because like i was thinking oh when was halloween and i was like oh no halloween was after yeah, way this. later that's like um did, did you think what? it was well made uh, I think for the time, yeah. Yeah. For the sure. time, like cinematography wise and everything, I was like, damn, this is actually impressive for like Dude, back the, then. The fact that they made a film on Super 8 and it actually looks like a film is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was so impressed. And like some of the shots they managed, I was like, that would have been a pain in the ass to actually get. So I was impressed by that. That was sort of like my main takeaway from it. I was like, all right, I understand it's massive cultural impact and everything. And like, I understand how like they had like hardly any budget really, except for like a bunch of 
bones. Like the the entire house just being filled with bones. Yeah, that 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 was a good one. That that yeah. house. I, I I thought that was like part of the best flavor of it. Like it was a hundred percent like that when it starts showing like the, all these different segments and then it like cuts to a wide and all of those segments were part of a couch, which is also kind of built out of bones. <laughs> Have you seen the remake? Uh, no, no, I haven't seen any of these. This was the first taste so to this. I'd I'm ever trying seen. to work out what year they remade it. Like it was, it was in that big splurge of them remaking everything. And there's a shot in it. It, I just, I'm, if I'm remembering it right, there's a shot where like someone gets shot in the head, and the camera zooms out and back through their head and out. Oh, and, and, yeah, and it looks chronically good, and it's the best part of the whole film. Like, damn! Like, if, you get, if you're going to watch any of them, just watch the tiny bit of the remake and that the gunshot head scene. <laughs> I've been meaning. Yeah, they remade it in 2003. Yeah, it's that one. This is this has always been on like my list of like new movies to watch. And like not new movies, like just add like stuff to watch because I I like I want I did go through a phase like Braden's doing now when mm. I went back and watched all the old school horrors. Um, did you watch? Did you watch all the um the ones like from Beyond or the Reanimator? No, Dude, I was reanim- gonna say the Reanimator is so good. Watch it; it's so horrible. I was gonna say we have the right person on here, and I think this is kind of gonna be what takes over the spooky scary segment. This show is Dan. I just want you to tell us a bit about your love of horror and I want you to recommend and describe some random shit that we would never have heard of. Uh, well, all my films I made in film school were horror films. <laughs> they were all zombie gore mass massacre fests, which is well, why not? Um, so some films that I loved that were really, really, really good was one that I mentioned before. It's called from beyond. Um, it is, I'm trying to, I, I can't remember much about it. From be- oh okay, that's a uh, fun from poster. beyond was always a, a, one of my favourites when I was younger. Um, stuff like video drone, have you seen that? My no, God, Jesus. it comes up when I search for from beyond. I'm noticing. Oh, I'm noticing. A I've, theme I've, got here. A, I've got a very like. Um, uh, a that's year. a Cronenberg. Yeah, so basically any Cronenberg film that's like done in the eighties is like oh, it's okay. why it's why like in Rick and Morty they remember he goes we Cronenberg this universe we stuffed it. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, so like with all the practical effects and all that. Yeah, pra- I'm a pra- massive practical effects person. So like yeah. practical um, effects and body horror that's and gore that is Dan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so um, other ones I really love. So Video Drone is is, is chronically good. There's lines in that like. Um, lo- like death to video drone, long live the new flesh. Once you see that film, you will love it. Um, very, very out there. Other films, obviously, Evil Dead. Evil Dead One is so good. Evil Dead One's awesome. It's so good. There are yeah. so many good ideas in that film that yeah. it's ridiculous. I saw it when I was in year seven. Um, that was my first R-rated film I ever saw at my friend's house. He he rang me up and he's like, dude. Do you like R-rated movies? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> None of us had seen one. <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah, I went around and saw that. And like, the amount of I like milk, like they could to get, they couldn't yeah. like, you know, have blood cancer. They got milk splat. It made it look so much grosser. Like the idea that was awesome. white liquid sprat spraying out of people that are possessed. Like, oh, I love that, I, that first Evil Dead. Even the second one. The second one's just like a, a remake. Uh, yeah, it's it's <laughs> a, it's 
it's a comic like it's more goes into dark comedy style of a rem- of the remake. Mm. But Which, even the first one's got some weird funny bits. But like yeah. it was the first film I saw ever. Lots of films always had accents, but you, you always saw them chopping and then blood would come up and then you yeah. might see you use the aftermath. Yeah. That was the first time I ever saw where it had an arm on the ground and you saw the axe hitting the arm and uh-huh. like chopping into this arm and stuff and leg and I was just like, chronic. Yeah, evil dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what other ones are? Oh, you put me on the spot now. I, I'd yeah. Have to, um, I was going to say, because you're, um, you're always the type of person where like, we'll be sitting around after Hack the Dino and just, just chatting, talking about random crap. And like, I remember like one time in like, uh, like might've been early last year was when you were like, Oh, have you ever seen Ip Man? And I was like, I Ip Man with uh, Donnie Yen. Yeah, exactly. Ip and man. I was like, I've never it's heard like of intellectual that. Intellectual property, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've always called it Ip Man. <laughs> IP man, um, and yeah, you showed me like the the scenes where he's fighting like Mike Tyson and stuff. I'm like, I never would have known this existed. Yeah, actually, no, um, there's, oh, a sorry, new, there's a new one this year. Or last there, year. there was Dan saw it. What'd you think? I've already seen it. Yeah. Um, the problem with them is they have to stick to the story of Ip Man. Ip Man's a real man. It's all all the stuff in the Ip Man films he apparently did. Right. Um, so he and the and the last one was when because um, he trained Bruce Lee. Uh, in okay. real life and Bruce Lee took Ip Man's training and then created his martial art and then took it to America. Um, and so the last bit is about him going to America and seeing Bruce Lee train, you know, I mean, I like, going tournaments, but then of course, like he fights, <laughs> he fights um, military, uh, evil cor- military karate masters. Of course. That are uh, the US um, uh, army have like bought these karate dudes in and they make karate people, whoever likes karate are the bad guys and they just hate, they're the most racist white people you've ever seen and they all love karate. <laughs> like it's amazing. It wouldn't have happened like that, but they, that's the problem. They lose their like, there's always so much heavy racism in it and the only It Man film that seems real is number one. All the rest just go out. How many like, are there? Four. Uh, but there's one called The Beginning. But Donnie Yen, you're only watching It Man movie if Donnie Yen's in it. Donnie Money is where it's at. But for those who haven't seen It Man and want to know who Donnie Yen is, it's uh the is it Churit from yeah. Rogue One. Yeah, he's the blind guy with the staff from Rogue yeah, he's also One. In cool. the te- he's also in the SWAT team in Blade Two. I haven't seen I, Blades any of them. I've never seen Blades either. I legitimately I have I think so. I have Blade One, Two, and Three on DVD from my pa. I am going to watch them, so I will report back next week on how the Blade films are. Um, um, yes, I was going to ask Dan um, because I, I was actually reading an article and they mentioned a horror movie that apparently frightened quite a few people, and I've been debating whether or not to watch it. And if you've seen it, then maybe you can give me advice. It's um, a document, a mockumentary, I think, called Lake Mungo or something like that. No. Has anyone here heard or seen of it? Is it is it new? Nope. Uh, not Wait, it's a mockumentary? Yeah, Lake like Mungo. Mockumentary. Oh, my jam. Yeah, I love mockos. Oh, my, so the horror film that Brave was in that I made for um, uh, film school, uh, it was a mockumentary about a bunch of film students making a horror film who then get murdered by a real 
um, like person. Like, so these kids are like filming and re- like, so it's kids film, like it's, it's about like a bunch of film school students, like recording about a film, a horror film. And then they've got a documentary crew from another class of their film school to record them, to have like a behind the scenes thing. Oh, very meta. And then, and then an actual killer comes in and kills all the film students, but the documentary crew think it's the film they're shooting. Yeah. Right. How, right. wait, that was your one. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I like it. You know that what? One, this mon- mon- Lake Mungo was in 2008. That's way too like, early. That's <laughs> way like, too, too young. <laughs> that's way me. too new. Way too yeah. new. I was um, going to say, I reckon I've heard, I reckon I've, I reckon I, as a, as a kid, I reckon I saw my dad watching this because it sounds familiar. What? Lake right, Mungo? Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't really go for horrors all that much to begin with. And then, like, I like having in the woods. But apart from that, it's not really my thing apart from the classics in the 70s. And then even though so, paraphysical ones, paranormal horrors aren't always my jam either. I like things set in the real world because I find it scarier. So it, I don't know how to go. Is it a mockumentary or found footage? It's, well, I think it's I think it's a mockumentary. Mockumentary is making fun of the documentary style filmmaking. Yeah, okay, well, it. yeah. He, he, Wikipedia itself says it employs a mockumentary format using actors in place of interviewees to tell okay. the story of the family trying to come to terms with the drowning death of their daughter. Blah 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 blah. Supernatural events. Blah blah blah. It's it sounds. It was great. made in Australia. Yeah, there's an actual Lake Mungo in it, Australia. It costs twenty nine thousand to make. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's why, like, I love and respect the shit out of movies, like the Blair Witch Project. Oh, dude! Like, you have to respect that. Like the fact that they made that film and they pulled it off with what they had. Dude, I got the Blair Witch Project when it first came out back in the day. Remember VCDs? Do you remember VCD? Nope. Oh, well, very I was going to say, the world before VCDs, there was bootleg VHSs. <laughs> and I got a bootleg VHS of the Blair Witch Project, which was a tape of a tape of a tape of someone who just taped it. So it was even a shittier version of that <laughs> film. You could I could imagine get. how that is. Yeah, and I showed it to my friends down the road and just told them it was real and they just believed me. <laughs> 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 and, like, yeah, and that, like, I, I probably watched that film, like, six times in one week when we first got the video because everyone that came over wanted to watch it. Like, this yeah, like, crazy VHS that we'd got. It was like the, getting the ring, like, <laughs> the actual ring video. <laughs> it was amazing. Now, that film was... That film is as crappy and boring as it is um, and amazing as it is as well. Like, you can't argue with that. Like, mm. There wouldn't be films like Cloverfield and stuff like that without that film. And Cloverfield is one of my favourite films of all time. I love that film. I, I like Cloverfield a lot, but I, I, I like the sequel, the 10 Cloverfield Lane. That, and the, the third one is shit. The third one's the Netflix one's... <laughs> Did you like it? No, not the Netflix oh, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I was glad that, par- was a, that was a shit, that, not a... That, I love it. Yeah, they. I don't know what they did with that franchise. With that franchise, what they like to do is like they made Cloverfield, and Cloverfield was awesome. Like it's one of the best found footage movies out. Um, and then, then instead of, I mean, it really worked for Ten Cloverfield Lane. But instead of making their they own stories, I like Ten Cloverfield Lane a lot. Um, I know, but it's like it's like unbreakable it's, and all that. Those well, things are tied together so loosely that yeah, like, is it worth well, calling no, a exactly, sequel? Because what it was was it was its own separate movie that J.J. Abrams went. Well, this is a cool idea. We're just going to tweak the end of it and make it a Cloverfield movie. That's what I felt about it. I was like waiting for like the coolness of it to, to intertwine the whole way yeah. through, and all I got at, was at the end was a little Martian man going. And that's the same with um, the, the the shitty one, the Netflix, uh, the Cloverfield paradox. Yeah, oh, was, Rubbo. Yeah, it was like it was also like a, a different movie that they took. Then then J.J. Abrams went, well, you know what? 
Cloverfield name on it, make the end, make put the monster in the end of it. Would then, you have preferred if they didn't put Cloverfield in the name? Well, I don't know. Like, I for some like Ten Cloverfield Lane, that was one like probably up there with one of my favorite movies of that year. I just really, really, I really liked that movie. It was a killer. It wasn't John Jarrett, was it? It was John Goodman. Goodman, um, that's it. Goodman. Yeah. It was a John. John <laughs> Jarrett wasn't the Aussie like, hey mate, got you in my bloody bunker. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I loved the shit out of that movie. That movie was awesome. Um, I thought, and uh, yeah. And I thought Mary, what's her name from um, Scott Mary Pilgrim? Mary Weinstead. Yeah. I thought she was really good in it. What did she play in Scott Pilgrim? Which one was she? Uh, she played... She, played um, she was the, the his girlfriend. With the Ramona little, Flowers? Boyfriend. Yes. Ramona, yeah. Thank you. Nice. Well, um, I, 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 didn't, I watched that film and it just came and went for me. I didn't hate it, but I was just like, mm. yep. Because I, I think I just loved the first one so yeah. much. I saw that in the cinema and it was so loud. Like when all that shit starts going down and the monster's like foot's going <laughs> down. And then the tanks start firing. I was like, oh, this is so loud and awesome. Like, it's it's str- like, um, I don't know, it's one of those movies that I wish I could have seen in cinemas because like obviously what wouldn't it come out in 2008? Yeah, and I didn't know what it was. And I, I did a Matrix. I went to the Matrix as the same as well. I didn't know what the film was. Didn't want to watch it. Went begrudgingly and like to the like, way I've gone into a cinema like that. They've ended up being my favorite films. One of the best things I've ever done was last year. Me and me and one of my mates went to go see the Matrix in theaters. Um, like they played at Palace Nova. We went to go see it, and that was that to me. That's the only way to watch that movie. <laughs> like that. Now that, that you have seen it that way. Yeah, like that was unreal. Like I never. I like. I've always liked the first Matrix films. The other one I've seen too. Um, I haven't seen any of the other ones, but uh, it holds up. Yeah, uh, exactly. And then I was like, I've always like I've watched them multiple times. We watched it for school, even for religion, for some oh, reason. Yeah, we did. Um, religion. Yeah. Yeah, in religion class, sure. we watched right. the Matrix. Yeah, he has to die. Come back. Oh no, don't worry. They they found they found a way to link it to you know Jesus and stuff. Yeah, um, oh, didn't link anything. I mean, yeah. Um, and then yeah, and then but like watching that in theaters was unreal. Like seeing Back to the Future in theaters was great. When Steph and I went to go see Pulp Fiction. Yeah, like that was seeing good. something in a the theater is just like on the next level. There's nothing compared to it. Oh, uh, yeah. Just from a quick cursory Google, um, yeah, the internet is very on board with uh, The Matrix being a Messiah film. Oh, it definitely it, Well, the, the Matrix is um, based on The Invisibles, the comic. Like, it's actually. What? Yeah, yeah. They had that. Um, there's like oh. documentation of them having the comic on set when they're filming it. Before oh, they were the cool. sisters, when they were the brothers, oh. right? Yeah, <laughs> like so. If, yeah, it's, it's it's the same story as Invisibles. So, um, which was a is that a Grant Morrison book? Uh, Invisible is um Invisible Invisibles comic. Um, yes, yes, yeah. It's a Grant Morrison book. So, do you guys know much about comics? No, these uh, well, uh, Alex, you, Alex, you've read a couple. I got you, know, you on some. You know, I've been around the bend. You know, of, you know of Grant Morrison. No, no. <laughs> Grant Morrison wrote like all these like amazing like visionary uh, psychedelic uh, things that everyone knows now. So stuff like the Invisibles, Doom Patrol. Uh, he did like right. All Star Superman. Um, well, he's done massive things. He did Final Crisis. Do you guys remember that? Like when Batman dies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He died in the ni- early nineties. Um, yeah, yeah. So he he's one of the biggest, like Alan Moore, um, Frank Miller, and then you got yeah. Grant Morrison. He's one of those okay. kind yeah. of thing. But yeah, that's one of his comics, and it's basically the same story. 
Awesome. But That's not. There's just <laughs> hard elements of it that are, uh, they, they've taken. Oh, okay. And so they just admitted like, that. They're, they're fine a, with it. Was it enough? So they took enough for the, them not to give them credit. Yeah. Yeah. For them to not get sued over it. Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been an excellent tangent off of um, a <laughs> scary segment. Oh, um, I can make a podcast go for like four hours. Don't worry about it. <laughs> that's the Dan McGuinness guarantee. Um, now, I think we should probably talk about the homework segment. Did you do your homework? <laughs> I did. Did you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> okay. Kevin Klein himself. Man, well, I was... Crazy that way. <laughs> Does everyone think Kevin Klein's a snack in this movie? Yeah, I, mean, I, th- I thought he what? was excellent. It says he's a new age guy. Pardon? Hey, is that a snag? A snack. Snack. Snag? Snack. A sensitive new age guy. A snack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he's definitely not that in the film. <laughs> no. Dickhead. <laughs> oh, he's, he's... So, Michaela and I watched this together, and the entire time, Michaela was just like, he's the like he's the dumbest person I've ever seen in film. Don't call me stupid. Like, oh. <laughs> I, and, like, I, I did not know what to expect going into this film other I, than I, Steph loved it. So, here's the thing. Did you watch it, Alex? Yeah. Oh, did. Did you watch um, it, Michael? I'm assuming that was a yes. The Michael's internet died. went out. All right. Oh, I said yes. Hopefully, it picked up. Oh, you just, right. Okay, we've got you now. Um, You're a static image. It's fine. All right. Anyway, yes, I Fantastic. watched it. Um, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was fine. Film. How how hard is like the first twenty minute slog of that film? When you uh, just very don't care why, about anyone. It's why it's <laughs> only a three out of five for me. <laughs> I was Honestly, so confused at the, the start thing. of this film. Here's the thing. Um, I thought that the biggest thing this film had working for it was the characters and the actors. The story, it's, it's okay. It's, it's you know, it's... It's, it's a heist film. Yeah. It, it's, uh, you know, yeah. it's an actual... Uh, yeah, I know. It, yeah. More, it's, <laughs> it's like the heist takes I mean, place five minutes into, it, into the film. The start. <laughs> but here's the thing. I also thought it was a bit underwhelming at the end. I thought, like, you know, it's a film where everyone's double-crossing each other and then it all just stops halfway through and then you just know all everyone's cards. Everyone's cards around the table. Yeah, it's it's almost like yeah, whoever yeah, is it Jamie Lee Curtis wants to sleep with is who's going to win the exactly. film. Exactly. I never, like... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah basically. It, um, yeah, like, I mean, Otto, the character Otto, is amazing. Yeah, like, he's a, absolutely hands down so, the best part. So I've got a little bit... Uh, I know a bit about this film as in like this came, I remember when this came out and I saw it when it was a new, um, what year did this come out? Uh, 87, 88? 88. It was 88. Yeah, so um, yeah, I remember being in primary school and we saw this and I didn't, I thought the sex scene in it, remember that it really, really was so sexy and there's nothing <laughs> like that in films back then. To me, it was just like, yeah. Oof. I hope no one looks at my pants right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, when we watch it as a kid, but like classic. Yeah. So back then, this film was so, people loved it, and every, I'd forgotten how much I must have seen it because, like, when I was watching it, I knew every line that I'm about <laughs> to say, every auto's line, like everything he says, and like. But then I and you watch it with eyes now, as someone coming into it now, and it would just be slow, a slow, boring rubbish heist film that like the right. only thing pulling it together is it's the actors and is a, like, is a couple of is a couple of really good scenes i mean yeah. put coming I, I, at the end of it you got to stand back and go like would you actually really want to sleep with um 
John Cleese. John Cleese. Like, why did she like him? Uh, excuse, excuse me, him jumping Russian speaking Russian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I tell you, you what, can't forget I that. thought my my favorite. I mean, like every. I mean, feel like everyone's favorite scenes in this movie has to do with Otto. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Otto yeah, knocking right. out John Cleese, not knowing it was John Cleese, and then and then like going, "I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry." He starts kicking him, and he goes, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. He gets angry again. Yeah. Oh my god! I just everything, everything, every situation that he got himself into was just incredible. When I looked at, when I looked afterwards, and I looked at the film, and I saw that it was written by John Cleese, I was like, "Oh, this all makes sense now." You had to look at that after. I'm pretty sure it said it in the opening <laughs> credits. Well. It, yeah, it would have said that as well. And he's an I, uncredited director. Too. I want to know why Steph loves it. Go. Okay, Convince look, me. I will tell you that I think Otto is like the, my favourite part of the movie as well. Do you but look, in terms you? of highest movies, I think look, I've watched it a few <laughs> times and I always find something new when I watch it. Like I always just notice little things and, um, you know, I just think that the acting gets better. I, I, I've just got such a love for it. I really can't even explain. Like, I understand it's it's an old movie. It is dated, I think. But it's and not because like, it's old, Steph. It's, to me, it's a story. I love the idea of like Michael, um, I think Michael Palin's character, like he loves Ken. animals and he has to go kill the dog. That is a side, as, that is like a B story was like every single time it had me in hysterics purely because like, like the reason I really liked this film was because as I was watching it and I eventually gathered like what this film was. I was like, this is like classic British comedy with some Americans thrown in. And yeah. I just loved it for it. Like the fact that there's a beeline about this hitman <laughs> who's trying to kill an old woman, but he can't because he keeps killing her dogs on I accident. Really, like, Here's the, the thing. Like, I think the screenplay is fantastic. Well, well, to me, it's like, cause it's obviously John Cleese. He wrote it and Monty Python. To yeah. me, it, and you've even got um, Michael Palin, who's from Monty yeah. Python as well. Yeah. Because, coming back in oh my god (laughs) his stutter was excellent but yeah it was it was it was like he was going so close to the monty python shtick like where it'd be loose story and then you'd have the the cutaways with um ken doing all that but it just didn't it kind of sat in the middle of what it wanted to be what did it want it to be like a cool highest like film with everyone double crossing or did it want to go more into monty python and to me it didn't lean it like it kind of just stuck in the middle I okay, was weird no, I can about, definitely understand that. Sorry, Dan? I was weird about, like, how, like, there's one woman in the whole film and, like, she kisses nearly everyone in the yep. film. Like, yeah, and she, I was like, yeah, she definitely does. Um, actually, she does. There's yeah, no yeah, other characters. She kisses characters, main no, four, all of them. She kisses Michael Palin as well, yeah. Yeah, like, and I'm like, what, why? Why did you have to do that? Like, she, she was just like, and everyone just seemed to like her so much that like, she was the sexiest woman in the world, which I think... When they wrote the film, she was supposed to be the most beautiful woman. Like that was the whole point. It's a, it's like a weird love story that I don't know. We know if it's a love story. I don't know what it was, but like it, yeah. I, I'm sure at the time when it came out, the 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 complexity of the heist part of it would have been quite new and amazing at that time. But nowadays, yeah. like we have bloody oceans four hundred and seventy six, like hmm. you know, robbing space banks that was, and stuff. That was my favorite. Like, <laughs> Like, yeah, like, I'm sure, like, at the time when, like, you're getting these slow reveals of what's going on and, like, oh, like, they've, they've, 
cracked this and now know what's going on here and everything. Like at the time, it probably would have been really good. But did, for did us now, how, we're just spoiled. How long the opening credits went for? Oh Very. Forever. And it was just pictures of fish. And there were actually some bits I noticed where they had the fish swimming and then they had, didn't have enough footage. So they just reversed the footage and then put it back <laughs> in and reversed it again. I'm like, oh my God, it's long enough already. Don't yeah. reverse the fish and play it again. <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's a Monty Python thing, having long drawn out sort of everything yeah, like that like yeah opening oh credits and um, i'm just i just keep thinking back to random scenes and just like being like it gobsmacked as to like like at, at some point in the film we a, had we had mccall and i watching it we had PC to pause stuff it stuff in there there is a little bit as well but um at one point uh we had to pause it and like go and do something and when we came back on stan it came up with the description for it and the first line of the description is that Kevin Klein won Best Supporting Actor for his role in this film. And I am so on board for that. Yeah. Well, the, this- the, my favourite thing is like, you know, the one-line sentences that Netflix puts on stuff to explain a film. Yeah. Well, on IMDb, it's in London, four very different people <laughs> team up to commit armed robbery, then try to double-cross each other for the loot. <laughs> well, like, what, like, there are no fish. I mean... <laughs> Were you waiting, uh, mainly Michael and Braden, because you guys hadn't seen it before this? Yeah. Were you just waiting for like something else to happen towards the end? Like, like, yeah. I, like I would have, yeah, like, like, like you wait for that one final like twist. Like, were you waiting for that? Because I was, and then yeah, I think like all it is is his wife like dumps him, and then he go. They both go like to run away with the girl, pretty much, and that's. I think for me, it. weirdly, I. I really dropped off thinking this film was a heist film really early on. I went straight into, oh, no, this is flat out a comedy. I'm completely ignoring well, the fact it's that this more is of a even post, it's, it's more of a heist film. Yeah, it's, a, it's a post heist film. That's what yeah. it is. So, the heist happens in the first 15 minutes. Yeah, so once like some of the like detail, like minor detail stuff where it's like, okay, cool, like the key was in the treasure thing in the tank and now she's got it. And like, once that was all out of the way, I was like, okay, I feel like we've, I feel like that's it. Now but I can like, just enjoy when, the dumb jokes. When they, when they like reveal that, you know, he still thinks it's in the chest in the tank and stuff. You mm. already know where it is. There's not like, I know that's like sort of the thing, but at that point, like there's gotta be some mystery on where things disappear. Yeah. As a know. viewer, you always knew what was going on. Yeah. Like, which yeah. was weird where the, the characters were the ones who didn't know what was going on and the mystery was to them where to us, we've, we already know. So we're just waiting for them to find out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It would have been interesting if instead of actually seeing it when it happened, if the reveal of Jamie Lee Curtis's character, getting it out of the fish tank happened in that moment, like, would that have been like, a been like, Oh, like she's had it this whole time. And like, I don't know. It, 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 it's hard because it was made in a time when people, oh, people just, I remember, loved that auto character when it came out. People were like, like you know, everyone driving and whenever anyone went near them, oh, like, asshole. <laughs> that was a thing when I was growing up. I still say that and knowing, and finally, you guys might get it if I'm yeah. <laughs> like, And like, 
all his lines of just like, don't call me stupid. Like someone calls me stupid. I say that line back to them and then realize that no one knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> now it's like, like, like oh. I quite like the ending when he's stuck in the cement and Michael Palin's coming at him with the, with the big See, machine. Oh, that like, felt very Monty Python. That, yeah, that felt very Monty Python. A very drawn out sort of scene where you know oh, what's going to happen. And also it just doesn't make any sense because yeah. there's no cement that would do that. No. <laughs> yeah, it, it like Insta dried on his feet, but then it was also soft enough that he didn't, and also, he, was, he and didn't also know he was standing in cement. And no, more so the fact of he was hanging onto the side of the plane as it took off. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's great. That's fine. Yeah, Archie I was on board with um, that. I love the scene with Archie and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character, Wanda. And then he's just like, touch his dick and he's dead. And then yeah. like, they go back oh to the, the house. Yeah, those bits when he busted in on like all the oh. dates was heaps funny. When like, he they was, were actually heaps when funny. outside the window with the stethoscope, I was in tears. <laughs> like, I lost it. It was so good. So what we can all agree is it just should have been called auto. Like not Just auto. <laughs> make a, se- auto. a sequel with just him. But he is funny. Oh. But... I reckon it's a, it's, a, it's like a four out of ten when it was made, and like a two point five out of ten now. Whoa! I, I originally had I, I <laughs> oh no, no out of five so out of five sorry. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta say I can completely agree with that because I was a hundred percent when I went to rate this. I was like, am I rating this for like for right now? Or am I rating this off like my first impression, ignoring everything else? And I was like, well, no, you know what? My first impression, I really liked this. I, I've been hovering about like in between three and a half and a three, and it's a three, even pushing lower. Yep. Plus. I've, I've put it as a three for now, but... It was fine. It was like, I didn't hate myself watching. I thought it was enjoyable. I thought the, the acting and the characters would stand out. I thought, you know, but other than that, no, the vibe I, I got from it. sitting there watching it is one of those. What uh, if I was if if I was younger, it would be one of those ones that mum would have on while cleaning the house. Like you mm. hear a line or walk past to have a chuckle, then just stop paying attention for a little bit, and you'd still know what was happening. It's one of those films that, like, yeah, exactly. Like your parents would have on in the background while you're doing stuff, but then like your dad would stop and just watch like any scene, any big scene with Otto. Like yeah. if, if you if like you, if it caught, if you caught your eye of what you knew was happening, you'd stop and pay attention to this one scene, then you'd walk off and do something else. Yeah, that bit where like he sticks the chips in his nose, yeah, and then the apple, yeah. the pear in his mouth, always like makes me feel really weird when he's like, <laughs> I never oh, trying to breathe in around it. it, and it I was just like, painful. Yeah, and then he eats all the fish. <laughs> Like that scene I did, I did was the big it. scene that everyone remembered. Like, he, made, I, he made Jonah Hill look real good from Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my so, yeah. God. And yeah. So, yeah. So we enjoyed it. Yes. 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 Uh, overall, we enjoyed Except it. for the first 10 minutes. Had a laugh. Yeah, that was strange. Yeah. Um, now, who wants, to, who wants to give out homework this week? Do we? I'll do it, but I'll do it at the end of the show. Give me a... Uh, you want you want All to right. pick through some stuff. Okay, yeah. that's fine. So in that case, I guess we'll jump into what we've been watching properly. Um, uh, skipping over a couple that we've all watched and we can talk about, well, at least some of us have watched and we can talk about together. Um, I watched that and uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I'm also, I thought I was towards the end of season one of Steven Universe. 
I didn't realize season one of Steven Universe is not like 28 episodes. It's like 52 episodes. Oh, oh you watching, because they're half episodes. Like, yeah. So each episode I, is two episodes. So you probably thought you were. <laughs> so I was like, oh, sweet. Like I'm on like episode like 25. I'm probably like towards the end now. And then I looked and I was like, oh, I'm like halfway through the season. And did you love finding that out? Because it's one of the best cartoons. I honestly did. I'm really enjoying it. Like it's just started to get like a bit more like like a lot more stuff's going on and now like episodes are really connected like i'm really enjoying it my favorite bits is hurl when she has meltdowns about rose quartz yeah like about like her relationship with her and you're just like he's up guys kids show yeah show (laughs) it's 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 really interesting to see as a kid show and then to see like like watching it knowing that kids are watching it being like, yeah, this is a fun cartoon show. And you watching it being like, this show's got some like serious shit in it. Like there was, there was, there was a moment, it was like the stupidest episode, like layout wise. And then it just had this like real, like heart punch in the middle of it. Like all this dumb stuff's going on. And then like, it's Steven telling a story to one of the, one of, like his not like girlfriend or whatever. Um, I can't remember her name. Connie. Um, yeah, so he's telling a story to her about what happened and why there's a fence on this cliff. And they're, they're telling it and they're telling it. And like then right like like two-thirds of the way in, there's just this heart punch about like Stephen and his mum. And like the, the girl he's telling it to is like, like crying. And he's like, what's wrong? And she's just like, just keep telling the story. It's so good. Like, and watching it, you're like, Oh my God, this is so serious. Like, this is insane. Yeah. I'm loving it. Thank you for the recommendation, Dan. It's a genius show. It's one of my favorite cartoon series that you can just watch so easily and and incorporating so much beautiful music in it and like singing and like the the dad and just every single character is great. And yeah, the music is stunning. Explaining to young kids, uh, interpersonal relationships between how uh, between adults and how adults can have relation all sorts of different kinds of relationships. The gender fluidity of like him having three mums. The um, so good. Like the, the losing a parent. The the expectation of like being in your parents' shadow, and then all the other. That's just him, and then all the other characters having all their sub storylines, all wow. running at the same time, intertwining into each other. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's a, a bit lot. shit at yeah. the start. I was gonna say it, it was the kind of thing that. I was glad I knew that you told me that it was like kind of rough at the start because I was like, okay, yeah. well at least that way I can like prep myself for it and expect it. Dude, so I stuck uh, that, through it enough to get to now it's getting insanely good. That end film that the ends the whole thing, right, a, com- a complete like 19, uh, like forties musical, like oh starting God. with the Disney starting up there. And then the whole thing is singing and perfect songs. Like, Amazing! It's so good. Goddamn! And there's so I'm many little, there's so many little things. There was just a little bit like where it just introduces like Connie in the film, mm. and she goes, "Oh, she's been studying a lot." Like you know, there's a voiceover, and it's her, uh, and she they've animated her in that you know that like relaxed, chilling to lo-fi oh, like, beats. Yeah, lo-fi beats. Like, to and they've remade her. Like, oh my like, god! Doing that, but like, just all these like, pop culture references. Anyway, I love it. Yeah, thank you for the recommendation, Dan. Uh, now, uh, Michael, what have you been watching? Um, I haven't watched very much. Spent my week catching up on lectures because ah, uni's back. Yeah, so I Ooh. have watched the fourth Harry Potter. 
now. Nice. Uh, she quite enjoyed it. Three is still her favourite. I mean, four, four is definitely up there as one of my favourites. It's one of the ones I liked a lot when I was younger. Mm. So I always have a good time watching that one. But... Yeah, I think we touched on it last week. Four's just fun. Four's yeah. four's yeah. Just the fun one. That's the middle one. Yeah, yeah. That's that's, the, that's, that's a, uh, the Twilight one, isn't it? Yeah, it's Twilight. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, all yeah. puberty, oh, all right. hair. <laughs> the, the, the breaking of a diamond. There's puberty <laughs> back in action. And then, other than that, I just finally finished Tiger King. Ah, oh, did she do it, Michael? Yeah. What's the question? I watched like four episodes and I just, I, I tapped out. I was like, I hate reality TV. I don't know why I started watching it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and what, the, what? Whole, the whole question is like, did, did, Carol did Baskin the, killed her husband? Yeah. Did, did oh, the I, woman I did, kill yes, her husband? Yes. Even for me, what the small bit I yeah, watched. Ab- absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's insanity. I'm glad we all agree Carol Baskin killed her husband. <laughs> nice. That's everyone in the everyone in that caught show up on the trend. Oh, they're all awful people. There's not a yeah. decent human in that no. show. No, not at all. Um, Alex, what you what you been watching? All right, all right, all right, kids. Um, I, w- I watched a few things, but there's one thing, one main thing I want to talk about. All right, so obviously, Fish Called Wanda. Then I watched Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah this is a good one. <laughs> um, I watched Captain America the Winter Soldier. I kind of stopped my run of Marvel films. Um because Why? I was gonna I was gonna watch them all because cause I hadn't seen season four and five of Better Cool Soul Dan. Oh, that's right. You, you so you, you glory smash that. I friggin' I I did that. I did the deed. I uh did did the deed. I'm gonna say something controversial. Um Better Cool Soul at the moment, better than breaking bad. Mm, my wife agrees. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's fucking awesome. It's like it's it's so different too. It um, it's not. It, it's just. I don't want to say it's perfect, but it's damn near close. The way mm. the way I'd put it is that if if Breaking Bad is the Godfather, Better Call Saul is the Godfather Part Two. Oh. Oh. I mean, Two films I haven't seen, Will. I was about to say, I was like, <laughs> have, seen I have, I have no clue what that means. But Doesn't okay. the, name, the name Godfather just sounds so boring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's awesome. Like, um, I mean, uh, what's his name? Fucking Bob Odenkirk knocks it out of the park of Saul. And, um, so, and the character, the, I forget the actress, but there's a character in the show. And throughout the show, you, you just think of her as like the better call Saul Skylar, the, the female. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But um, dude, the she's, woman, she's she's going to be the Walter White of the show. But who's Walt Junior? Is Badger uh, in it? Is Badger in it? No, but uh, see, here's the thing. Like, Kenny P. So <laughs> you see, um, fuck. So uh, Mike, it's in it's in the show from season one to we're up to now, and then season three, Gus comes into it. Oh, and and what season from three season three onwards, you really learn the what ha, what came to be the the feud between Gus and the Mexican cartel. Where's it, it set? The show, uh, like what it's time? Set two thousand and two, so it, a few years before. I mean, Breaking Bad was two twenty uh, oh, two thousand eight. Oh, it's a prequel. Yeah, and like okay. each season starts with um snippets and clips, like kind of vignettes of um of him after Breaking Bad. Ooh, okay. That's cool. So yeah, it's awesome. Well, it's, is it still going? So. Or? Yeah, uh, season five just ended. Um, I think season six is going to be the last season. It's the best thing they could have done because, like, I mean, mm. you can't redo any more Walter White. They 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 rang that for the ringer. Like they they laboured him, his character. Yeah. Um, 
going back and doing that is probably their, their best kind of bet, I reckon. Or a Badger spin-off show. Mm. Well, they did El Camino, and I thought El Camino was perfectly handled. Was that mm. good? I didn't watch it. Yeah, El Camino's great. Really liked um, it. Really it's liked like, it. It's like, it's perfect, and it doesn't, like... It, it, I mean, does it need to exist? No, but it's such a nice little ep- epilogue on the end of that show that doesn't mm. it doesn't do anything to change the ending of that show, like in a big way. It's just like a nice little continuation and closure for a character that didn't get a lot of closure at the end of the show. Mm. Dan, how's a how's Badger in uh, Final Fantasy VII remake? Oh man, I called that. Hey, yeah, he's the voice actor of one of the characters in Final Fantasy VII right. re- uh, remake, and he actually the character I can't remember his name, the character, but he looks like Badger. Yeah, and then I was just great. like, I'm like, that, that's totally Badger. Like, you know that that voice he's got. Like, I can't do it. And um, yeah, and I called it, and someone looked it up on the live stream, and like, it is him. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> I love like you know when you call a voice actor. Yeah, I love that man. It's the best. Uh, and the only other thing I watched was Bad Boys and I think Onward. Onward, so, yeah. So did you I watch, mention I watched Onward again. Yeah, I watched Onward ages ago and I mentioned it. Yeah, well, uh, I was going to say, but now we could talk about it a tiny bit because I just watched it as well. Okay. I've seen it. Oh, you saw it as well, Dan? Yeah. I have. Not. I watched it last week. Nice, nice. Um, I have you seen Michael? Definitely not. Nah. Definitely legally I watched it. Yeah, that's how I watched it. Definitely legally. Um no, I actually did for once. No, Steph, I, have you I seen actually, it? I actually have it on Netflix, but downloaded it accidentally. Didn't realize. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I'll just grab this. And it's like, oh, wait, I have this now. Um, yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was adorable. I thought it was really wholesome. Um, it's To me, it's fine. It's like, it's you know, it's fun. It's enjoyable. I think we get a bit more out of it because we like the more fantasy type. Yeah. We I mean, like the world. You but, start throwing D&D jokes in there. Like, I'm, you've got me. My only problem was that it's like they made this really cool world, but they didn't do a lot with it. Yeah, I can see that. I where that like, was the point of it. Like, it, it, yeah, it is a really interesting premise. The idea I thought when I was watching it, I was like, I feel like Pixar like had like a big writer's room, like powwow. And someone came up with a really great idea of, hey, what if these two boys magically bring back their dead father and oh, the spell stuff's up and then it's weekend at Bernie's with these this guy's legs. And they're like, okay, cool. And then another person somewhere went, all right, what if we have a fantasy world where there's also just modern technology that was discovered and made? It was like the children's bright. <laughs> I haven't seen bright. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I just kept thinking that the brother... Um, like the non-mate, you know, the, 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 the D&D brother. He was just yeah. Jack, Jack Black to me too Jack, much. Thank you. He should have been Jack yeah. Black. And I kept thinking he was. It, and he fully felt like work. the brutal legend Jack yeah. Black as yeah. well. And I was just like, I couldn't oh, let that go the whole way yeah. through. And I was just like, I said that. I said that to my friend, like, who also watched it. And I was like, this guy should have been Jack Black. Who, who actually plays him? Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. It's Chris Pratt and Tom Holland. Oh, so it's, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it totally doesn't sound like Chris Pratt because Chris Pratt is basically doing a Jack Black impression. Yeah. <laughs> Why did I Jack thought, Black? I mean, you could pick out that was Tom Holland. Adam. I mean, yeah, you, you yeah. can tell it's Tom Holland. Even well, the like, character design. I mean, I mean he's not yeah. looking like Blue Luigi, uh, Luigi, whatever his name is from. Luigi. <laughs> yeah. Wowie, 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 wowie. Oh my he, god! His character design design looks like the dude from Ratatouille, though. But he does elf. look. He does look like yeah. with his massive hair. He looks yeah. like Where a is bit Ratatouille. One? I thought That's, the end. Um, the end scenes were really good. Yeah, I, like, I actually watched I like it. And the felt, I, fell, I fell asleep. Like 
20 minutes before the ending. Mm. Right. But I went back the next morning and, you know, I put it on. I'm like, I don't remember this. And I rewound it like a bit. And, I, you know, when you're falling asleep and you can't quite remember anything? Yeah. I watched like 20 more minutes like in that stage and I couldn't remember one part of it. And I was re-watching it. I was like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at that shit. It's pretty, it does. Yeah, it does. It's, it's, it's like his weird cosplay brother. Uh, yeah, it looks like this dude cosplaying as an elf. Um, but yeah, no, I, I thought the ending was my favorite part. Well, I don't want to spoil it, but like, yeah, don't spoil it for people because it did just come to Disney Plus for us. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's, it's, just like it. it's just a really yeah power, big, emotional um, mm. stuff happening. Like mm. you know, crate and like uh, the mum characters are such a good character in that. Oh film. my god, like, the mum's the mom, excellent. And then the um. The, the, the lady, the bartender yeah. lady, whatever, yeah. whatever she got. Yeah. Manticore. Yeah, Manticore, yeah. that's Who it. Who was her voice? Like, she uh, was super familiar. She was someone. Yeah. Uh, she, I was like, going to say when I looked it up because I know... Um, uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus. Yeah, the mum was Julia Louise Dreyfus. Um, and I, I loved everything sort of like story-wise and like for each individual character, like they all had their, they all had their little moment where like something from the start came back to Oct- come and Octavia. help them in the end. Octavia Spencer was the manticore. Oh. That was it. Yeah. yeah. And it, it did feel like Pixar are nearly, is it Pixar? Yeah. Pixar. Pixar are nearly running on a template now though. It feels like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I was just like, yeah, I understand. Yeah. This character's going to come back. That's going to happen. This is going to happen. Where's the bit that makes me upset. Oh, there it is. Yeah, like, well, that, yeah. that's Pixar. Like uh, everyone, like they they've got the stigma about them. Where like everything has to be like a you're gonna cry in a Pixar film, and unless it's Finding Dory, you need all four seasons of emotions in one film. Yeah, yeah honestly. And Especially then they were like, "What Inside if we, Out?" I was gonna say we just made all the emotions in Inside Out. Yeah, um, yeah we just told you what they were. You're feeling. Yeah. We put it in your face about it. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I yeah, yeah. I just like the I like the the idea of it and. Mikhail and I were saying afterwards, we were like, it's definitely not Pixar's best work or anything, but like, really, Brayden, I still really enjoyed what it. Four and a half best- out of five, and it's not their best work. Yeah, it's their best work, Brayden. Pixar on have so Brayden much. Meter. No, this was my thing, and Toy I said, Story Two. I said this to Michaela as well when I gave it four and a half. I, was, I, I agree with Alex on this one. Um, what I was saying when I gave it a four and a half and I said, it's not Pixar's best is because Pixar have so many five star movies. Like they, there are, they have such a high quality that even their not best stuff is still really good. What are you, sorry to just completely disregard what you said, Braden. Um, but Dan, you said the Incredibles was your favorite. was one Uh, of them. Yeah. it's, It's up there. What did you think of the Incredibles two? Yeah. Thank you. Do you, know what, oh, do you know what I got? I wrote you know, a better do, Incredibles 2. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what happened to Incredibles 2 for me? It was awful. Right, Incredibles came out, right? You remember Incredibles came out? It was incredible. Um, everyone was like, well, like the idea of like this, you know, like a, 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 a lateral take on superheroes almost, like, you know, where they're normal people and that. Then Marvel Studio Films came out and gave us 35,000 films that had that vibe. And then Incredibles 2 came out. Yeah. So you're just like, oh, well, I've just had... This is more of the um, same. Yeah, I've had... I am now exhausted with this idea of these well-written <laughs> like, superheroes. But my, my biggest problem with Incredibles 2 was that... The, the no, first, Jason Lee? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that, I mean, he always helps. Syndrome's great. Um, but was... Uh, 
was the fact that uh, the first Incredibles was about her explaining to Bob and her getting to Bob to realize that uh, working together is much a better option. Like, don't keep me closed out. Keep me in the loop. And then in the second one, she does the exact opposite and goes off by herself. Well, I, I, yes. And I think with the Incredibles is, yeah, they, they did like, what's, his, what's the dad's name? Bob. Bob. Bob? Bob? I think it's Bob. Yeah, Bob. Robert. Bob. Robert. Yeah. Rob. Rob. Um, it was all about the dad. Second one was all about the, the mum. I just think they were going to do like five films about each character. Like that was their plan. Like I seriously do because it was so much about the mum. It was ridiculous. And the yeah. first one was so much about the dad. I want to see the Dash film. Here's I want the to thing. Hell yeah. I really, I really wanted them not to have this pick up exactly after The Incredibles. I reckon there needed to be some time. Now I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna jump in here before you get into your full pitch. Um, I don't often recommend people go and listen to early episodes of episode MMT. one back when we were. On an ironing board. started the show. We're recording on one mic on an ironing board. Uh, the show was called Vulgar Professionals. No joke, Alex gives such a good pitch for what Incredibles 2 should have been. I'm going to recommend, if anyone hasn't listened to this, and I know you haven't listened to it, Dan, so you can go listen to it. I don't go back. Um, that's fair. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that first episode, like you scroll all the way back on your podcast feed, you'll find the first episode where Alex talks about Incredibles 2, and it's great. My, mm. my quick summary of it, what I, what I would love it to be, Oh, Incredibles 3, we can still do it. Um, you can. Is that, yeah, uh, is that it takes place 10 years after. Uh, all the kids are grown up. Yep. And basically, I wanted to make Violet the villain because she's showing through all, especially in the second one, she has the tendency to lose her temper and she can act emotionally. And I thought she and could... And they still have that, like, yeah. in the, even the second one. Yeah, and I thought, and I like, I think she could be a really cool villain. And like, in obviously, I mean, you'd shift the focus from the family towards more Dash, and then you could have mum, dad, uh, be kind of there, and they could help out in the end. But they're obviously going to be a lot older, so yeah, they slower. would kind of be like the mentor type, and uh, then they get into the action at the end. But I, I really think it could have been a great emotional story, um, like journey of Dash trying to bring back his sister mm, from yeah. being so a villain. Get bring Sasuke back from Orochimaru style <laughs> in, in Naruto. I was going to say Dan's anime jokes don't really land with this audience. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. And like, and he can make up Dash as like the poster child, the kid who yeah. is always the fastest, the and best then, that they love, and then she's kind of like foreshadowed, yeah. and yeah, that and that broods on her. And you'd have yeah, exactly. the I can't remember the baby's name. Jack but Jack. You, Jack Jack. That's it. I was trying to think. I knew it was like the same name twice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I forgot, but like we'd have him all grown up as well. So like, if he, uh, I, don't, I don't have any ideas for Jack Jack yet. That but like, uh, but like pretend, he did, he's going through puberty. Yeah, he's lost his he, powers. He'd Done. be going through that puberty part. So then he'll be like the awkward one, or like just trying to show off. Like Dash was like at the mm. yeah, Jack Jack like, was he was at the start. So like he could yeah. just be. It could be set in a world where superheroes are just nothing, and he just doesn't care. Mm. He's off. He's off it. Yeah, yeah. He's got all these powers. He doesn't use them. He's got. Yeah, he's like. I don't know. That could be cool. Might want yeah, to work. Screenplay needs work. We'll send it to Pixar I think, once I just we're think, locked down on it. You know, Incredibles is like, they could do so much good stuff with it, but they just didn't do anything with the second one. Did you guys like Kubo of the Three Strings? I have not seen it, I've but seen I have seen it. It's not, it's DreamWorks, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's, I've heard that, it's amazing and I actually own it on Blu-ray. I just haven't watched it yet. Well, homework. <laughs> <laughs> 
There we go. Um, yeah, That's that film, that, fi- that film really uh, blew me away. I had to step step back and go like, as a person who loves creation and craft and and animation and everything mushed together, it's crazy that film. Like at the end, after the credits, it shows you them making one scene in in stop motion, and then they're they're the heads of some of the monsters are like this, like Jesus. Like, the huge camera and they've got these it. tiny stop motion people running up them and shit and it's like a whole room for like just to film some scenes and shit and it's just crazy anyway. damn I did not know that was stop motion I will actually I want to check that out now it's awesome yeah uh, I just uh, looked at it I, I do want to mm, get on it's that from well. what I've heard it's awesome uh, now uh, Steph what have you been watching we've just well, left it down very, <laughs> we just left to the this end this is be very quick actually because I didn't really watch a whole lot I watched um, My Neighbor Totoro which I loved I thought that was really really cute yeah, that I loved it. I loved it. Um, I'm a little bit traumatized still from Grave of the Fireflies because as soon as I saw the mum in hospital, I'm like, they're gonna kill her. I'm like, that's it. I'm gonna have to prepare myself. Don't even. <laughs> do not even. You're gonna uh, make you it try. She's you can check before. out the uh, the the uh, pre-show over on Patreon to get what that reference is. If you don't and, get it already. Um, apart from that, I watched uh, Morning Glory with Harrison Ford, Diane Keaton, and Rachel McAdams, and Patrick Wilson, best part of the movie. Oh, I thought it was a, uh, an, an, a Gallagher uh, documentary. <laughs> no, um, actually, God. Harrison Ford is the best part of the movie. I take that back. His character is actually quite good. It was just uh, my mum wanted to watch it. Rom-com, um, like 2015, I think it was made or something like that. Or Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, so, like, it was it's just, it's not very good, but Harrison <laughs> Ford's in it. And I was like, yeah, he's all right. He plays the bitter old man fairly well. And I was like, I just kept watching it. And obviously Patrick Wilson's in it. That's all I have to say about it, really. I oh. love, I love Totoro. I, um, in 1998, cool. I got- we were um, all just born. <laughs> I got, um, uh, my girlfriend at the time was studying in Japan and she sent me a VHS over of Totoro and I had no oh. idea what it was. And it was just all in Japanese. And I, was, I just put it in and I probably watched that like 10 times having no idea what was any of the characters are saying. And you can just watch it because it doesn't actually matter because you know. It's like they've gone to a thing. You know the mum's sick. You know their kids and you know they're going through this adventure. It doesn't actually yeah. matter what their dialogue is. And I watched it, yeah, like so many times. It's VHS, just no subtitles, just all Japanese. I did cry um, at the towards the end when they were looking for the little girl because I was just like, I was just, Thinking about corn? how sad it was. The, the little corn? girl, when she's in her little raincoat, oh, my God, she's so cute. And so <laughs> I was just like thinking about her being lost. I was like, oh, that's so sad. And then you get so worried for them. Like, Plus, you know, I'm going to be on my toes now with studio, like with those sort of movies because, like I said, I'm traumatised. Yeah, now <laughs> you know, know they'll actually mess you up. They're the only, I, I don't think, yeah. The Grave of the Fireflies is the only one that's like that. That That is just like his... What are you I, doing? Why did you do I need that? To watch these movies. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you, we've you got really do. Board now. Hang on, hang on. If I was going to do a homework for you guys, I would say you all have to watch Pom Poco because that is crazy good. That film, hey. I have and to watch that. It's on Netflix. There's no excuse. I was going to say they are all on Netflix right now. It is really well, easy. I have to finish my um, my rewatch of season one of Digimon first to. Maybe the Fireflies <laughs> is on Netflix. <laughs> Thankfully, season one. because I don't want to look at that. Season one's the best season. 
Yeah, bless. Um, and finally, uh, rounding off the show overall, our wonderful guest. Dan, what have you been watching lately? Oh, I've been watching everything. I'm just going to quickly name off everything I've watched and then only talk about one or two of them. Perfect. I watched Code 8 on Netflix. I watched The Midnight Gospels, um, which is a new show from, Pen- what's his name? Pe- the guy who created Adventure Time. Oh, yes, yes. Pen- Pennington. Whatever I his name think, is. Yeah, I saw people talking about this online. Oh, was that released like recently, recently? Like yeah, today? Yeah, yeah. These are, these are my, I'm doing them in, 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 in order of recent. Okay. So come out. Mm. Uh, Guns Akimbo. I watched that. I, I, I need to, I have all the questions about that. <laughs> all right. I watched four Ghibli movies. I watched Pompoco, House Moving Castle from up on Poppy Hill, which I'd never seen. And I'd also never seen When Marnie Was There. <laughs> Incredible titles. Yeah. Um, good ones, though. And then I watched Fish Called Wanda. I watched Seven with the old Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. I love Seven. Yeah, it's a good one. My wife hadn't seen it. And I watched the entire season of What We Do in the Shadows. <laughs> what We Do in the Shadows is just so funny. And I watched Michael Jordan. I don't know what that show's called. <laughs> I'm the last dance. dance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's Michael Jordan. Um, but Michael what I want to talk show. about is, number one, I want to quickly talk about Code 8. Have you guys heard of this? No. no. So the, uh, the write-up of it, are you ready for its one line? Like, yeah. A super-powered construction worker falls in with a group of criminals in order to raise <laughs> funds to help his ill mother. I mean. No. No, nope. okay, I'm out. That's, it is, once again, it's a Netflix film and it's one of these cookie-cutter oh. Netflix films. They all have this film style of like really video-y look. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, super, superpowers. Yeah, that, that line is all that happens in the film. I just Googled oh. it and it's the uh, Amell brothers, Stephen Amell and Robbie Amell. <laughs> oh. And from, the only, um, the the only act- CW show Arrow. <laughs> Oh, see, I didn't even catch that. The only actor I noticed in it was um, good old, uh, I don't know, say his name, Sung Kang. Yes. Know, from Fast oh. and Furious. Han. Uh, yeah, Han, yeah. So I was like, when he came on, I was like, oh, dang, cre-, like, you know, respect, credit. Nah, shit. Um, <laughs> there's not many Netflix shows. Like, even that um, that one you said, that the the Cloverfield one still had that yeah, look that about they've, they've all got these looks about them where they look like they're shot on the, a really low budget D video. Do, I don't know. Do you remember when that, that Cloverfield got released? Like no one heard, they dropped it. They dropped the trailer and the release day on the same day. Like the, the release, they were like, it was the Super Bowl, And then like <laughs> halfway through the Super Bowl, they went oh, after the Super Bowl, get ready to see the next chapter in the Cloverfield saga. Yeah. Boom. Right. Watching way to wait. This is when they announced the film was happening as well. Do you remember the marketing of the first Cloverfield Field film? How good no, it was? I, it was just a date. They just had this big date that they were just plastering. It was this black screen with a white date on it. And that's, that's all awesome. it was. And for the, uh, you know, like Blue Harvest or whatever it is, that's just what it was called until yeah. it actually came out. And I was just like, and it was like secretly put everywhere, this date like, awesome. throughout the branding. And it was rad. I love um, good marketing films. <laughs> so the Midnight Gospels, new show by the guy from Adventure Time. Can't remember his name. I should look it up. Uh, Pendleton Ward. Pendleton Ward. Also, um, it's created by Duncan Trussell, who has like a podcast. So basically what this show is, right? Premise. You ready? I'm ready. So you've got this kid. I'll read out the one line. Clancy, a space caster with a malfunctioning multiverse simulator who leaves the comfort of his home to interview beings living in dying worlds. So basically... They have a world where they create these simulated universes and then mine technology out of the universe and then let the world die because they've created this, these fake worlds. Then 
he goes in, he has a podcast, the main character claims it. He goes into these worlds because he is, and then he interviews people in these dying worlds. The interviews are real interviews with real people. So uh, real podcasts. So you get this really um, strange. Have you guys seen Waking Life? No. No. The dream film, um, which, which has been animated. It's hard to explain if you haven't seen that. You've got this whole thing where you've got this crazy visual happening of this adventure time. It's not superb animation. These crazy ideas happening of a thing. Whilst these characters are just talking to each other, like just going like, and, they, and it's all philosophy. So it's stuff like um, uh, the use of psychedelic drugs, um, uh, uh, activision, activism, act, act, activists and stuff mm. like that. They're all, and they've got guest lists, but the guests play characters in the show. Oh, and, that's um, so cool. But because of how it's recorded and what's happening, you can't, it's too much. It's too much. There's a, like this overload of like, you either can look at what's happening in the thing or you listen to these deep complex like conversations they're having and you can, you can't do both. And okay, I, too much going it, on at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Like as someone who, and, and the stuff they're talking about gets quite deep and, um, and I don't agree with a lot of it because it's, uh, my wife, uh, you know, she's, got a PhD and all this crap and uh, <laughs> and she listens to all these scientific podcasts where people have, you know, real reasoning and, you know, like uh, tests and studies where this is all intellectuals just talking about the theories of what they think should be. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't yeah. quite have the science behind it. Some of it, uh, my, I didn't watch the whole season because I just couldn't do it, but um, watch it. You'll know by the first episode whether you can handle it. Like it's just, it's okay. um, the um, it's, it's out there. So yeah, watch that. <laughs> uh, and then guns akimbo. So you guys know of this one? Oh, it's been the meme we for so long, but definitely now it's out. know about this one because yeah, the image from like on set, it's like the same was, image of Daniel Radcliffe with the guns going was all yeah. over the, <laughs> I feel like that's been on the internet for years. It has, it's been on for a while. Yeah, like so long. And now we're finally seeing I don't even need this movie to be good. I just need it to be weird and entertaining. Well, you're, you're, yes. So the director is Jason Lee Holden, who is a visual effects guy. (laughs) 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 He worked on Avengers. He worked on Planet of the Apes, Wolverine and stuff like that. The other film he directed is a film which I really actually enjoy and I watched about three times called Deathgasm. Have you guys heard of that? (laughs) No. So Deathgasm, and I was really surprised that that was him because I was like, oh, cool, cool. Um, Deathgasm's one line. Two teenage boys unwittingly summon an ancient evil entity known as the Blind One by de- delving into the black into, into black magic while trying to escape their mundane lives. But it doesn't mention here, they do it through writing the, the metal as black metal song in the world. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like and, a bloody... Um, Tenacious D song. (laughs) It's like Deathgasm has awesome music in it. It has awesome gore, awesome effects and fun. Like there's a bit at the end where he gets a whippersnipper and puts a barbed wire on it that spins around and then this naked zombie comes to him and he whippersnips its dick off. (laughs) Like it's so good. I know that sounds so stupid, but it's, it's, it's like everything you want in a ridiculous, funny horror movie. Like, like full uh, a la, like, you know, as in Brain Dead, like Peter mm. Jackson's Brain Dead kind of vibe. Yeah. But, with, but with black metal, it's, it's wicked. Yeah, watch that. Um, anyhow, so, yeah, so this is, um, what was I talking about? Guns, Guns Akimbo. Akimbo. <laughs> Guns Akimbo is this dude's thing. So this guy knows how to 
put a film together. He knows how to edit. He knows how to, whilst he is filming, what he can do with the camera to make these interesting shots. The how he puts, how he strings this stuff together is beautiful. The editing in this is so crazy good. It's amazing. Then you've got the story, one line thing. A guy. <laughs> I'm not, not going to read that shit. <laughs> it's um, so dumb. It's about, I love a, it. it's about an internet troll whose life is so crap that he goes on to this thing called Schism, which is a website where they put people up against to kill each other. And he goes on there and just like rags on them all going, you're all pussies and that. And then they come to his house, bolt guns to his hands and put him in Schism. And he has to, and he has to like kill people and like his guns have 50 bullets in each one and that's it. And that's always, oh, and, can't reload. and they're like just drilled um, into his hands. They're all infected and hurting and like, oh. and also just, Steph, I'm not sure if you know this, this is Daniel Radcliffe as well. Daniel yeah, Radcliffe. I just Googled the picture when you were talking about it because I didn't actually know what you were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> this movie is so like worth watching. I've seen was Braden and Alex showed me a picture a while ago. I can't wait. And yeah, that's all I know. They wouldn't tell me anything else. It was like, look at this picture. Can you see what's in his hands? That's all you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't looked at anything either. Do you enjoy John Wick? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that. There's there's like, you remember in John Wick how they're almost punching people with guns? Yeah. (laughs) There are scenes where like, it even goes crazier than John Wick. Like this girl in it called Nick, so he's like the reigning champion who he gets put against. It has scenes of her fighting and it's just crazy good. Like she does, like, you know, the choreograph of gunplay is just yeah. so fun. It's fun. It's, it's, it's not in any sense good. Yeah, like it's, <laughs> it's, you, you could say it's well-made garbage or like... Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's hot. It's like it's hot trash. It's Kesha. It's, it's so good. <laughs> like it's... um. It's indulgent and it's everything I love in film. It's fun. It looks good. It's well written. It's it's like nothing in it. You don't go, oh, that's stupid because the whole thing's stupid and you just accept it and it's great. It's like a Marvel film. Like it's yeah. stupid but you love it because it's well made. Anyway, yeah. I still don't think it's the best film. <laughs> but yeah. it's good fun. Yeah. All right. And then, oh, yeah. And, and then I've got... <laughs> Four Ghibli films, which I'm not going to get into because they're unseen. Yeah. We'll be here for ages. Yeah, and what we do in the shadows TV show, great. Matt yeah, Berry, I, I oh, can't go wrong. You I've can't watched, go wrong. I've watched the first five episodes of it. I think. Yeah, uh, it's so I my I love the world building they do of the different type of vampires there are from the movie. Yeah. I love the guy. I can't remember his name, but he he, he just sucks the energy. Out of oh yeah, their their roommate is a like. Well, yeah, he's an energy vampire. So, like, yeah, it's so funny because all he does is he just works in an office cubicle and he just goes around and talks to all the people and drains all their energy, feeds <laughs> off them. And at first, you don't even know if it's, if it's real, but it fully yeah. is. Um, it's so the, funny. Matt Berry as a vampire is chronically good. His yeah. like attitude in it is hilarious. I didn't uh, like the main vamp, like the the vamp. I don't uh, find him yeah. a bit boring. Na- yeah. Nada, Nadia, or whatever yeah. the, the girl vampire in it, she's hilarious. Everything she says and how she talks to people, she's like, oh, you stupid little thing. Get out of here. Like, amazing. Um, my, later, later on, the, 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 they bring in the characters from the film. There's um, yeah. I, I, a couple of them come in, like, just for a scene. And then what's the, the director's name? Take, what's he? Yeah, he's, he's like the head vampire of the world in it. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> and stuff like that. So you, you get all these, like, it's just a great, 
great series that I smashed through. And as I said, Matt Burry in the perfect role of just like, like whenever he changes fa- into a, a, a bat, he yells out bat before he changes. He's like, bat! <laughs> and then when he comes down, he's like, human form! And like turns that down into and just stuff like that. My I mean, favourite episode so far is the one where the werewolves are pissing on his uh, hedges at the front. And Arj Barker is the head werewolf? Yeah. <laughs> What? Yeah, because he makes he does um what's that thing called where you make sculptures out of plants? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and his yeah. main sculpture is his mother's vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. And then uh, yeah, and then he's like, You're pissing it's on my so mother's funny. vagina. <laughs> oh my god. Amazing. Yeah, it, um it's not I thought it when I first started watching it, I'm like, oh, this isn't as good as a film. But it's got its own daintiness it, yeah well once you learn it's one of those things that once you learn the characters a bit more it um it really really shines that thing like great and then they got yeah it's a good film good great wow. not film series um <laughs> yeah smash that Perfect. I, uh, I, I think with that that's everything i think i talked for 50 percent of this podcast i apologize that's, good. <laughs> no, that's, good. that's why you're like here that. That's the point of having a guest. That we want exactly. your opinions because if people listen to the show normally, they're just hearing the same four opinions. What's exactly. this homework? I'm going to do your homework. What is it? Yeah, Alex. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, did you forget? Did you stop searching? Other than that, you guys can watch Pompoko. Yeah. We've got to watch Pompoko. Or Guns, Guns right. Kimbo. All right. We ready? I'm going to quickly do a scroll on first thing I see. You guys have all got right. like an app that you look at all this stuff on, don't you? Yes. I'll yeah. send you a link to it so that way uh, we can add you as a friend. And you never then... did a sports section. I even had this background ready. <laughs> <laughs> sports is next week. Uh, yeah, so sports and, sports and spooky alternate. So one uh, week I'm is I'm glad sports. I had spooky. Next week is spooky. So all all right, right, I think movies. I'm Dan can talk across. horror way more. Oh, man, I could have kept going. I didn't yeah. even get to. Talk, I didn't even get to talk about Reanimator, which I, I which you all should watch. Obviously, Nightmare on Street Three, nineteen ninety five. I've awesome. heard of Reanimator before. I have like never seen it or anything, but I have heard of it. You should watch it. It's um, it's chronically weird, hey. And the gore in it is like the the. It's just about a guy who is obsessed with bringing people back to life, and like it's. <laughs> It's any like bored roommates of this guy and they bring this cat back to life and it's the most horrifying thing. And there's so much needless nudity in it. It's great. <laughs> All right, I got a movie. I just got to see if it's on anything. Um, if it's not on Netflix. I mean, I feel like you guys could get a hold of this movie. I really hope it's on something. Um, let me just check to see what it is. Let is me see. it old? It's old. So it's it would be on DVD. Is it, is it Team Wolf? No. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Imagine if you nailed that. It's like, yep, Dan is Team Wolf. 100%. Oh, shit. Everyone go watch Team Wolf. Why don't you guys just watch Chud? Do you guys remember that? Chud. No. The, the cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. <laughs> you see, this is what I mean, Dan. You pull all of this stuff out of nowhere. They use a, uh, a reference of it in Clerks. He goes like, you're Chud of a child. Like, <laughs> Oh, my God. Damn too. it! Fuck. Is, is it, it not on too? anything? Uh, it's you can buy it or rent it on a YouTube for three ninety nine. What is it? It's weird science. Uh, weird what? science. No, yeah. it's it's on. It was on Netflix. It I watched was. it recently. Or Stan. Uh, weird science. Is that Anthony Michael Hall? 
Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah. Robert Downey, it, really yeah. young Robert Downey Jr. Oh man, as the uh, yeah the bad guy. Yeah, kind of and like Bill Paxton Bill as pa- Chet. Bill Paxton. Like, is, is this um, the one? Bit- I just looked. I just. I just looked it up to double check. And looking at the poster, is this the one where they make the woman? Yes. yes. Yeah. And if God, you watch okay. it now, it is the most un PC film you've yeah. ever watched. There are so many questionable scenes in it. Oh, bless. Especially the fact that she's an a, an, a, an old woman purely created to have sex with them. I've and, never um, seen that movie or heard of it before. Oh, oh my dad loves it. Yeah, I'm I sure he did. It. I remember loving it as a kid. There is one scene I, I can't handle in it is like when they pour a milkshake on them. It's a, 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 a slushy. When it comes, it comes down, down onto them and the shows milkshake. it, it's like three buckets worth of of thing hitting them, and like, it's just from one cup. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Well, uh, I have everyone. Oh, I, you got... well, we can't. We can't do that because it's not on anything. Okay. Okay. That's fine then. I do have this, and this is... All right, you guys ready to go back to 2009? 2009, okay. 2009, post-high school musical, Zac Efron did a little film. Uh, (laughs) It's called 17 again. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, man. Why would you? I'm glad I'm not part of this show next week. (laughs) Honestly, Dan, I needed something quick, and I opened... I oh, opened bless. up my phone and it's what we had. So, guys, I'm sorry, but we're watching 17. I'm not sorry. It's a bop. I think, got, I think I've never should. seen it. <laughs> if you guys want a backup one, watch Video Drone. That All movie right. is crazy watch good. Too. Watch them there both. I was going to say, now... now I was going to say that or we can watch Extraction or Dark Phoenix because they were just put on... Um, Dark Phoenix? <laughs> yeah, nah. Nah, let's not. Or, or you can watch a st- Extraction if you want. Just watch, watch X-Men 3 if you want some good Dark Phoenix. Oh, uh, good? <laughs> <laughs> Remember that um, big when che- Chesty Wolverine's like walking up to her just kept getting his chest blasted and growing oh it God. back? <laughs> Bless. Bless, bless. No, I'm changing. We're watching Extraction with Chris Hemsworth. Let's choose something tropical. Tropical. All right. Tropical. Tropical. Uh, tropical. There we go. Tropical, tropical. thunder. We'll All watch. right. So everyone's going to watch the Extraction on Netflix before right. next week. And uh, I think with that, that's our episode. That's it. MMT. Um, there we go. Thank you so much to everyone for joining us, especially Dan. Thank you so much for yeah, thanks, Dan. Dan. No worries. I could, Great to I have you come on. on. I could come on at any time and talk your ear off. Yeah, that is 100% exactly what we will use you for. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, seriously, um, thanks for coming on. Uh, everyone at home should go and check out Greenlight Comics and Hack the Dino and go check them out. Yeah. Pick up any of Dan's books that he's worked on as well. Well, um, the Greenlight, Greenlight Comics, we have an online store now. So if you don't want to come out, you can go to greenlightcomics.com and sweet. buy books. Every single thing that is in my shop is on the website, which is I need to get the new edition of <laughs> Rat Queens, so. Volume 7? Yeah. Well, there you go. It's on there. I was going to say, I need to double check what I've got at home right yeah. now on my shelf back there and actually. Well, because Saga, there's no new Saga, so you know what? you got Volume 9 of Saga? Yep, to yeah. 9. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you read Brian K. Vaughan's Why the Last Man? It's heaps boring. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless. All right. All right. Um, that, I'm, I'm Alex. I'm Michael. I'm Steph. I'm Dan. And I'm Braden. <laughs> and we're out of here. Bye. Bye.